0: This is the man who aspires to save our planet and get us to a new one to inhabit. Clown, genius, edgelord, visionary, industrialist, showman, CAD, a madcap hybrid of Thomas Edison, PT Barnum, Andrew Carnegie, and Watchman's Dr. Manhattan, the brooding blue skinned man, God who invents electric cars and and moves to Mars.
1: At first, when I read that sentence, the first time I literally thought they were, talking about Elon Musk as a blue skin man a blue-skinned god. Man. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome back to I'm the villain. This week we're going to be talking about Elon Musk named as the time person of the year. Mm-hmm. Um And if you haven't read the article that they wrote, um, we're going to link it in the description. And I also have this really long series that I read um, on this blog that I love, Wait, But Why? Do you know what blog I'm talking about, DeAndre?
0: No, I've never heard of that.
1: Yeah, he wrote a long series on Elon Musk also, where he was like invited to go talk to Elon Musk and like talk about like, what is, what is Elon Musk actually doing? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's important to just start on what the person of the year award is Yeah, with time. Because I think that, like, number one, I mean, this is something that people I feel like didn't really care about or don't really care about until someone. actually is announced. Yeah, and someone that they don't like gets named person of the year, right? Yeah. And I think that for better or worse or like you know regardless of how valid you think the award itself is i think time does do a pretty clear job of saying that you know they don't they don't view the award as like a you know a, a moral good yeah an endorsement or a morally yeah. good honor right I, th- I think for them it's all about influence and i i found on the wiki hold on i'm trying to find their there it is. Okay. So on the wiki, it says um, person of the year is an annual issue of the U S news magazine time featuring a person, a group, an idea, or an object that quote for better or for worse has done the most to influence the events of the year. So I think very conspicuously, no positive or negative sentiments in that. It's just about influence. Right. Um, so, but I think even under that, under that sort of framework, there are some there are some like pretty fair criticisms as to why, <laughs> why it's why Elon. Um and I think that I, a lot of the discourse I saw on Twitter was you know immediately went to like health health workers, you know, first responders, the vaccine scientists, like you know, people that have You know, been fighting back the pandemic that's been ravaging our world for the last year and a half. Right. And, um, and a lot of people felt that that was like pretty conspicuously missing.
1: Well, first of all, wild that we even like it's just funny that people get so invested in this thing that like time just made up, you know, like, yeah, good for them (laughs) for, for just being like, oh, this was like probably someone just came up with this like hundreds of years ago or whenever time was founded. Like, you know, when they started doing this and was just like, oh, this would be like a kind of a cool, interesting thing to do. And then like suddenly all of us are like giving a shit about it. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, so I think it's really should be treated more as like, you know, just a, a conversation, like, you know, an interesting topic of conversation. Like, oh, if we were to pick something for this, like, who would we pick?
0: Yeah. Like, no, yeah, you clearly know? not something that we should be arguing over. Right. It's just right. like, it's I mean, like completely arbitrary. Doesn't matter arbitrary. at all.
1: Right. And like, same with like the Forbes thing, like, you know, Forbes 30 and 30, like any of these designations, like I can't like what do people read magazines anymore? Like
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's another (laughs) thing, right? This is like what's keeping
1: them alive, you know? (laughs) That's
0: another thing is that like very clearly time knew that this was going to be a controversial decision and that's why they did it, right? Like no one cares about time except for this time of year.
1: Right. Like, yeah, Exactly. When else are we posting Time articles?
0: I literally have not even thought about the periodical Time magazine se- right. except for the last time the person of the year came out. Right. And then I immediately stopped thinking about it again.
1: Right, so, right. So like, I, I think, think that's clearly the point of this whole thing, really. It's right. just keeping time in business, right? <laughs>
0: clearly. But I think you're right in that this can serve as an uh, interesting conversation piece about like the the influence of Elon Musk and like whether... you know a, I think a lot of people's first sort of reaction when they heard this was like, what the fuck did Elon Musk do this year? You know? Well,
1: yeah, I do think that if you're going to pick Elon Musk, you could literally pick Elon Musk any year.
0: Right. So, but this, I mean, but this video that Time put on their website, you know, is claiming that like, this was Elon Musk, like coming, like coming of age or like his, like his breakout year is what they said. And I think we can get into some of the reasons why that is. Yeah. But I do want to note that. So the first time person of the year was announced in 1927 Mm -hmm. and it was charles Lindbergh.
1: Mm, he was the the blimp guy
0: almost (laughs) he was (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, he um he was the first solo transatlantic flight guy
1: okay okay yeah
0: um he flew the plane from new york to paris and since then i mean since then people like gandhi have been given it fdr people like Soong Mi Ling, adolf hitler joseph stalin churchill you know like just to like provide more context this is not like a a good or bad a world right like they gave it to hitler so i will say that i don't i don't know if you got a chance to read this at all but this piece yeah it reads really <laughs> like it reads really like a puff piece it really like reads i think it's not it's not morally neutral when you read it
1: No, no 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 i mean i don't think it's trying to be morally neutral at all
0: you think it's, you think it's supposed to be an endorsement or is, you think it's supposed to read like an endorsement?
1: Well, I mean, it also, it didn't to me necessarily read like endorsement. Like it did definitely talk about a lot of negative stuff. Like it had lots of quotes from people very close to Elon Musk being like, he's not a great guy. He doesn't yeah. have any empathy, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. And the video wasn't fully endorsing, like, you know, just saying positive about yeah. him either.
0: Yeah. I guess I just like some of the, you know, <laughs> I, maybe I need to stop confusing like, trying to convey convey his influence as like you know puffing him up there are some things that i that i read that really felt like i was reading like elon must talk about himself or something
2: yeah
0: (laughs) um let's see this is the man who aspires to save our planet and get us to a new one to inhabit clown genius edgelord visionary industrialist showman cad a madcap hybrid of thomas edison pt barnum Andrew Carnegie, and Watchman's Dr. Manhattan, the brooding, blue-skinned man-god who invents electric cars and, and moves to Mars.
1: At first, when I read that sentence the first time, I literally thought they were talking about Elon Musk as a blue-skinned man blue-skin man-god. And god. I was like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some of the reasons why they, why Time is saying that Elon Musk was the most influential entity this year. Um, tesla continues to grow continues to get more and more market share of the electric cars Mm -hmm. of the electric car market they have two-thirds of it right now spacex is um like it's past boeing as like the biggest rocket company or whatever they have like federal you know they have federal contracts and i do i i do kind of get this why this is a big deal because i feel like i remember like six years ago when when spacex was first like on the scene and we all kind of like scoffed at it as like elon musk like whatever like like pipe dream fun company or whatever yeah and it's a very big deal now like it you know they are sending things and people to space whether whether you agree with what whether we should be doing that or not like it's happening and i think another big thing that they hammer home is like his influence over crypto and of the finance sector you know they i feel like they've thrown around this line of like he can move markets with one tweet. And yeah, I kind of did forget that the whole Game thing was was Elon. I completely forgot about that. You yeah. know? Like, I mean, I don't want to discredit because like a lot of people in you know Wall Street Bets were already like were already pumping the GameStop thing mm-hmm. before Elon tweeted it, but then Elon tweeted it and it became mainstream, right? And that's like what right. set that's what threw. The market into the fucking chaos that it went into Mm -hmm. you know they they cite him hosting saturday night live and they talk about how this is all funny because you know he also has a ridiculously like juvenile twitter presence which i personally think is very funny too (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) well okay let's focus on these one at a time because i think like you know first i feel like this the stuff about spacex is kind of interesting because i didn't realize before i read the article that he that nasa has sort of formally given up their their like goal of sending people to mars or to basically to other planets yeah right anyone outside of like you know orbit basically yeah that's not something that,
0: that nasa cares about anymore
1: yeah i didn't realize that that right that that had happened yeah. Because like, I don't know. I guess I don't know. If I think that, like do they announce their their formal goals as an agency? I don't know.
0: Well, no, I think so. In the article somewhere, it says that he got in contact with someone at NASA and was also surprised to hear that it wasn't a priority for them. So like there wasn't a big announcement that NASA was like, we're not going to try and go to Mars anymore. You know, right. it was like they just like deprioritized it. And I think I think that it makes sense that that wasn't a big press release because like, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, the idea is pretty fraught anyway. You know, like I know I was kind of surprised I was talking to my roommates and who are also my most like SJWE friends. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't realize that there was like this pretty strong contingent of millennials that like really hate the idea of space travel. Like, you know, think of it as like a giant waste. There are issues that we need to solve here. I think those are the two biggest critiques of it. Um, but I, but I think that with that token, I mean, then maybe you should be happy that Elon is doing it and not the fucking feds, right? Because Elon is, you know,
1: at least spending his own money and not your money.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and the feds, as far as I can tell, aren't giving him any money for this work. They're giving him money for some other stuff to like to take like supplies to the ISS or whatever. But yeah. They're not giving him money to, you know, fund putting people on Mars.
1: Well, here's the thing that I think is kind of funny about that mentality that we have of like, oh, going to space is a waste. Is like, think about where we have come from, like, this whole, like, the original, like, space race and be like, oh my God, everyone is in it. Everyone was invested. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is like, you know the biggest shit of all time Yeah,
0: we used to right? really fuck with we that, love you know? <laughs> that right <laughs> and as a kid i did too right you know
1: yeah right right i mean like they did really successfully push this narrative of like damn like this is an insane is human future. accomplishment yeah yeah i mean and look where we are now
0: <laughs> i mean and to be fair elon still thinks this is the future right
1: well also like just trying to as much as i can separate myself from like the active on the ground politics of like you know what's going on right now and just think about it in theory like i do think that you know if your goal is to prolong the lifespan of the human race then having another planet that we inhabit seems like a great way to do that
0: oh i yeah i get it you know you know like for sure
1: i mean i get the i mean just in the grand scheme of things, I like get the argument. It's like, okay, there's problems here. But I do think that's kind of a dumb argument. Like there will always be problems here. Like you can't, you can focus on two things at once. Like that's fine.
0: Right. And I mean, I think, I think what, to me, what makes the argument moot is that the feds aren't. aren't
1: right. It's not aren't your funding. money anyway. So like, you know, if Elon wants to do that, like let him do it. Right.
0: I and mean, if you have a problem with you- NASA as a whole, yeah. then like maybe we, then like, you know, I think that's consistent with not liking space travel. Sure. But, you know. But what's
1: funny is I don't even think that those people who tend to say that dislike NASA, right? Because yeah. NASA has this, like, you know, fun, like, you know, your friendly <laughs> neighborhood, you know, government agency, you know? Yeah,
0: they're like the coolest government agency to, be, to, agency to be into. They have the best merch.
1: Right. How many people actually have beef with NASA?
0: And <laughs> I think <laughs> some, I think some, like, especially lefty and maybe especially righty people. Have beef with nasa mm-hmm. um just like from a government funding standpoint but nasa i mean they're kind of small potatoes they have a pretty small a small percentage of the of the budget yeah you know like i think you're right to be way more at the military or way more mad at the military military's excessive spending than you are then you're more than like to be at nasa you know
1: right like, totally
0: um yeah. so I don't know. It feels like it feels like we just talked ourselves into saying that this is a point for Elon. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, like, kind of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, like this is a this is time is right, and that this is a, a kind of a crazy thing that he's doing. I mean, it it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. does it translate to like? How does that translate to influence? Maybe this isn't the thing that. Well, I guess
1: does. I guess it's the kind of thing where it's going to depend a lot on whether it works or not. Like, if he successfully puts people on Mars, like, I think no way will that not be historical.
0: Oh, yeah. I, mean, right? I mean, Elon's already, if we're talking about historical, Elon's already there.
1: Right. You so, know, like, and like, but in terms of, like, a time being, like, oh, this is, like, a big deal in history, then I think that is true.
0: Yeah, true. Okay. All I, right. So, space travel, point for Elon. <laughs> 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 um, and then we'll stack this up to the heroes. <laughs> see how see what they did okay so what did i say after that uh tesla sure yeah tesla i think is actually uh this is one that i think they there are some really i think very valid complaints against like touting tesla as a purely positive thing okay or like you know like just sort of like touting its influence without like also talking about the bad shit
1: Okay. Well, Which they is, did talk about the bad shit too. They said that it's like really fucking horrible to work at Tesla.
0: Right. Yeah. And that wasn't that wasn't me critiquing time. That was me just like thinking, like thinking theoretically about Tesla. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think this is there are some very fr- fair critiques. So, like Tesla, you know, I think that we like to understate the importance of Tesla in the market of sustainability. Um, like I think that. A lot of people feel like, OK, sure, Tesla makes these electric cars, but they're pretty expensive and not really accessible and like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that people from an economic standpoint really undervalue the val- like really undervalue the action of making electric vehicles, you know, available to the public and quite frankly, making them cool enough for people to want to buy at scale at scale. Yeah, You know, no one, you know, like there's a part in the article where, where they're talking about how, you know, like before people thought it was impossible because to put a, to put a battery of what people thought would need, like the scale of that kind of battery into a car, it wouldn't work because the battery would be, would be so heavy that the car would use all of its energy trying to carry the battery. And then apparently Elon meets this guy that was toying around with the idea of lithium ion batteries and Tesla throws a lot of money at the, or Elon funds that it becomes Tesla and eventually he takes it over and the rest is history right um so i think there's that i think it's important to name that aspect but also talk about how but I what's mean, the critique the critique is, is that accessible? i don't think there's i don't think there's any real i i i have not vetted this i have had people tell me that we overvalue the importance of electric cars in like the matrix of things that will save this planet.
1: Hmm. Interesting. Okay.
0: And I can't really speak to this that much because I don't know. I mean, this is like people that are smarter than me have said this, but um, I think the critique on Tesla and electric cars as a whole is that we're still like the emissions made from one, like the emissions made from cars are like big but still like nowhere near the biggest thing that need to, that needs to be addressed and that like if we all switch to electric cars it's still like it would only get us like some marginal amount of the way to saving the planet whatever that means okay so but i i don't know unless you have anything to say about that I, yes i, so I have a lot to that. say
1: about that here's my take okay okay so i think that i've done a lot of research on this actually right oh great i think so maybe you can yeah. speak to it <laughs> yeah yeah so like um. Well, okay. I I know that wasn't like the main point that you were making, but I do think in terms of the accessibility argument, I do think that pretty much any new technology is going to have to have like the thing that comes first is going to have to be the most expensive, luxurious version. Absolutely. of I mean, that's is, right. So I that think we main, know that's true. Right. So like the main effect of Tesla has not necessarily been the Tesla cars themselves, but the fact that they encouraged all these other car makers to yeah. make a cheaper they're, version of the electric car. Right.
0: They're, yeah. They Tesla has single handedly pushed the market into thinking that electric cars are the same
1: thing with apple and the iphone right like you can buy a cheap smartphone now but like you know that wasn't the first thing to come out right yes absolutely and so i think that like when i was you know trying to understand like the actual impact of the electric car right i was very convinced by this argument of um what is i think called the long tailpipe theory of evs right which is uh that regardless of if your car has a battery, if the grid that you are you know, sucking energy from is bad, the emissions will still be bad, right?
0: Right, we're like, just like passing the buck as to when the emissions are actually created.
1: Correct, especially since like I was reading all of this stuff about how like so much electricity is just lost on its way to you because we have very inefficient power lines, like 70% of it are lost, something like that. Don't quote me on that, but like things like that, right? Right. Um. What I have learned is that. Uh. I mean. That's what I thought. Basically, like in high school. Right. And what I've learned is since then, we've actually done a great job at improving the sources of energy that's put on the grid. In at least in urban areas.
0: And do you think that has anything to do with EV?
1: No, I think that there's just independently a push towards trying to clean our energy sources.
0: This is this is rolled into infrastructure, right? We need better infrastructure. So like EVs,
1: right? are really dependent upon this piece of the, like a really, really important piece of the equation that they don't actually have control over, right? right. Like they can't control where the energy comes from, right? Right. Yeah, so basically that theory is no longer really the case. So like now if you, it is, it is really truly the case that an electric vehicle is going to be way better than a petroleum, like, you know, right. powered car, right?
0: Right. So then we get into... You know, i'm I'm very happy, and I, I agree I'm very happy to accept EVs as like a net positive for society. It really seems like, It seems like they are. right. The second
1: thing that you were talking about, um, what like what uh, part of the pie does transportation play um, uh-huh. in terms of global emissions, there's a chart that I constantly refer to by our world and data, and they have a, an amazing pie chart that that shows you exactly where That's everything fantastic. comes from. You me like right that? yes um and transportation actually is pretty up there and and this is the one i've seen lot, actually lots and lots of people cite this one
0: well they need to work on the uh, the colors they use in this chart jesus
1: i know okay so like
0: transport 16 percent.
1: right so so it is 16 percent. however like if you're if you're looking at this chart and you're trying to come up with if you as an individual entrepreneur could try to affect the most change possible just with like, you know, making one company, I do actually think that road transport, which b- beneath transport is like 11 percent, is uh-huh. actually one of the most tackleable pieces of this pie.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree 100 percent.
1: Because like the other things on here, since obviously the people listening can't see this chart as we're looking at it is energy use in buildings is like 17.5 percent that's like a big one uh-huh. so like maybe you could start an efficient like construction company or something but like that I mean, is i think so that much work f- is already
0: being done too so that's like being done for sure yeah to streamline the kind of you know the way that our buildings use energy right um aviation is only 1.9 I'm, I'm actually surprised that aviation is only 1.9 percent
1: right given how much we tend to emphasize that yeah yeah totally
0: um yeah no i agree and i think that it seems pretty clear that evs will like if employed properly will make a, a decent debt like 16 i mean 11.9 percent of our energy usage is coming from road transport that's a big that's a big chunk
1: that's huge
0: that's a huge right? chunk. and i mean of as we look at this chart and we'll put this in the show notes obviously yeah um you know, as we look at this chart, there aren't really many other uh sectors that are using more than that. Correct. Like as I'm looking at this, there I say that so energy use in buildings is seventeen point five percent and then transport sixteen point two percent. And then the other the other thing that's a big one is energy use in industry. And that
1: And that's huge like that's like a huge category. <laughs> and that like the fact that know, transport and industry are completely different
0: right yeah like iron you know? and steel chemical and petrochemical food and tobacco so like that's so like why the I,
1: iron and steel are so huge you know
0: yeah and i think this is another place i mean when i think when i when we hear the argument of like how why do i give a shit about straws when like these big companies are producing these emissions i think this is what people are talking about right oh yeah energy use and energy use and industry that's like these are the big corporate companies that are producing tons of emissions and this and and they're just under a quarter so that's a big deal absolutely but you know transport is third on this list of the biggest things that you can tackle yeah um that's a big deal so yeah all of this is to say evs are a bit like are important are an important part of the network of solutions that you know, are gonna quote unquote save this planet. Tesla is synonymous with like with electronic vehicles, and without Tesla, there you know, obviously you can't say this for certain. Maybe someone else would have stepped in, but Elon was the first person to to pour a but a butt ton of money into Tesla and make it happen and, and take a chance on you know this lithium ion battery that is now being used in like most electric cars, right?
1: Yeah, and I do also. I mean, the last point I'll make about this is that. Like another piece of it is not also just the actual emissions and, you know, making the emissions go down. But I do think that a big part, if you're trying to use this as a strategy to kind of like save the planet, right, is galvanizing people because like so many of the things. I mean, you're
0: showing people that this can be done at scale.
1: Exactly. Well, and also so many of the things on this chart are literally like the average everyday person. cannot do things about like most of the emissions on this chart right it that's going to have to be a government policy thing right but if you had to come up with something that would be a product that would be like useful enough and like you know ubiquitous enough in people's everyday lives that it would actually get people think about this kind of thing i do think cars is a really good candidate yeah
0: i mean very very present in our in our everyday life you know and right.
1: So like maybe those people are, are themselves via their emissions, not lower at making that huge of a dent, but maybe they're they're thinking about, you know, the act of buying an electric vehicle and like becoming more environmentally minded in that way is going to push them to become more active in like lobbying or something.
0: Yeah. I th- yeah. I, I, the, the cultural effect that this has, I think, is huge. It has to be. huge.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And we know I mean, culture is what ultimately pushes these kinds of things forward, in my opinion right i think that you know i've always felt this way about tesla and that and like you know doing good for the environment but there are some really like very real concerns about workers rights right elon Mm -hmm. is um a capitalist extraordinaire runs a big company um and we know that (laughs) when when big companies especially companies that manufacture things um, are very big and successful. Typically, it's typically on the backs of unfair treatment to workers, right? Sure. And um, and that's it seems like that's happening in Tesla. There are multiple claims. You know, there's been lawsuits of a, a dude that um, sued Tesla for not doing anything about workplace discrimination. Um, he won, won $134 million from Tesla. You know, there's like inside quotes from Tesla workers saying that the conditions are bad. Um, they've like fired some, some like notable union activists that the U- US government has recognized as being illegal because they were trying to quell unionizing and things like that, Yeah, a classic scenario. But I think even more kind of burdensome and troublesome because there's a dilemma here, which is like, how much exploitation are we willing to accept for, <laughs> for emissions lowering? <laughs> yeah, you know
1: well, i mean this is one place where like as much as i really hate the like uh strong man view of history of like oh yeah like you know you need these like sociopathic like you know genius dudes to come in and change history like i think the closest analog in my mind is like steve jobs right in terms of like oh yeah. who's really pushing the envelope like in terms of technology and blah 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 And then we have this narrative that, like, these, like, basically assholes, like, are just doing this, like, amazing work, blah, 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 right? But I will say, like, in terms of their goals, if you're going to have this, like, you know, asshole who's, like, you know, billionaire, who's going to, like, you know, change all of society, I would still take Elon Musk over Steve Jobs.
0: Well, clearly. Like,
1: I still feel as if his goals are still pretty on on an overarching level are still pretty much aligned with goals that I would have also if I had, like, control over, like, where humanity went in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with all that. It doesn't really address the critique of, like, he could be doing more to treat his workers better. And I think that's a fair critique. No,
1: no, for sure. Definitely a fair critique. Um, I, I, I think that probably anyone who's sort of, like, in that persona to date is probably a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Classic billionaire shit, you know? Right. And this is is the hard part about like, you know, I think that we really hate Elon for some good reasons, some bad reasons, but I think largely because he's very much and he doesn't shy away from the public eye and he just says shit like he doesn't care what people think, you know, or whatever. I think and I think that at the end of this conversation, we, we should have like a conversation about like how how do you weigh? and like the perhaps positive influences of a person with like the fact that they are a huge dick
1: <laughs> well well and, and and not even just a huge dick like i think that a big theme of this for me has also been the role of twitter in terms of like being a kingmaker you know because i feel yeah. like there's well there's also this trend that we've seen of like twitter kind of optimizes for the asshole right we see that with donald trump we Absolutely. see that with him you know, and then like the things that make headlines, like it was like, you know, oh, Elon, like smoking a joint on the Joe Rogan show and stuff like that. Right. Like yeah. that's the kind of thing that just grabs attention, given the kind of Internet culture we're in. Right.
0: Right. And so, yeah. like,
1: we're also creating and part of, you know, part and parcel of the system that is promoting all of those traits.
0: Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we're we're feeding into it. Right. And if we For look sure. in a world without Twitter, no one give a fuck about Elon Musk. He would just be he would just be another billionaire. Maybe. Though. I mean, yeah. like. I think my hypothesis is that i'll i'll amend my my statement from no one would give a fuck to i think people would hate him a lot less Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because i think people hate to see just a smug rich white guy just saying whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck he wants you know and being an asshole and i think that's fair
1: yeah totally and i think that like i i I don't know what it is about twitter because i'm not on twitter very much like it doesn't appeal to me very much as a platform that just like for whatever reason kind of taps into people's like inner psyche more like there's a less I mean, of a yeah. feedback loop between your thought and like the the tweet Yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, design,
0: it's designed for that.
1: It's designed to just it's like It's
0: designed to throw you things that will make you mad because that increases yeah. engagement. And Well,
1: and just like as the creator, just like you can just post whatever shit you're thinking about. Like he's like, oh, I compose all my tweets on the toilet, you know? <laughs>
0: um, So it seems like the Tesla point, I mean, look, there's I think that I don't want to downplay human rights issues or like workers' rights issues because I think those are very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not mm-hmm. unique to Elon.
1: No, for sure. Yeah.
0: But I think that just because it's normal doesn't mean it's right and that we should be holding him and all fucking billionaires that own, you know, these huge companies that a lot of people work for to higher standards.
1: Yeah, for sure. But how Especially does I mean, what is, is that, that possible? Like, what would that look like? Like, would that mean that people should stop... Policy. It would just be government policy, right?
0: It has to be policy. Yeah. I mean, But like, like with li- that
1: kind of thing. Oh, you're just talking about in terms of like you know, labor policy. Yeah. Yeah. Can I make one more point about the Twitter thing? Sure. It is like also I think a disturbing trend that like we have this kind of celebrity culture in which people can like people who don't have much of a filter, right? Can like, you know, say all the shit they're gonna say. And like, you know, there was a comment in the video about how he had some tweet about red pilling, right? And, you know, everyone was like, Oh my God, were you trying to galvanize the alt-right or whatever? And he was like, No, I didn't <laughs> even know what that was. I he had was never like, known that was, that was talking all about right the all-right thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, but, but like I, you know, we know people. You and I have friends that would see that see a headline about it and then forever say that elon musk caters to the all right for
1: sure oh yeah for sure but like it, it is like it is just like generally scary that we like live in a world where people can just like make these offhand comments and like the the video kept saying like you know move markets and like you know have this kind of huge impact especially when they're not particularly thoughtful people who think very much before they say things
0: right yeah so
1: he's just an exemplar of that kind of like wild phenomenon
0: right <laughs> And I think that, you know, he loves the attention, but I think at the end of the day, I think he would say he didn't ask for it.
1: And I don't even think he necessarily, I think he's probably right. Like when he was some loony, like, you know, Hawaiian shirt wearing, like dude who was just into these like fringe technologies. Like, I don't think he was like trying to, I think he was definitely trying to like meet these particular goals of like, you know, making electric vehicles a thing and stuff like that. I don't think he was like necessarily in it for the twitter presence
0: yeah i agree <laughs> you know so you know the tesla we can't i don't think we can give a clean point to elon i think it's like a 0. 0.5 <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty hard to argue against the idea that tesla is doing good for the world also pretty hard to argue against you know they could be doing better with for their workers
1: for sure for sure it's very much reminds me of the louis ck of course but maybe skit you know what i'm talking about
0: yes kind of yes
1: where he's like I forget what the three things were, but one of them was like, oh, of course, you know, we should protect kids with peanut allergies. But maybe if you're like, you know, a weak little shit who dies because you touch a peanut, you deserve to die. And that's how, like, you know, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> survival of the fittest works. Yeah. Um, and then the, his last one was like, oh, and of course, you know, like, you know, we have all of this amazing technology, like the iPhone, and like, this is like, you know, unprecedented, blah, blah, blah. But like, just like every other major technological advance in history, tons and tons of people are dying to put these phones in your pockets, you know? Yeah,
0: and I, I generally dislike when we pick and choose the, the things that we want to get mad at and the things that we... Right,
1: because I do think that, like, it's really hard, if not impossible, to think of, like, a, a big game-changing thing like that. That doesn't involve probably some vast degree of human suffering, right?
0: Yeah, complicated. Okay, uh, what what else did I say about the, the influence so, of Elon?
1: I'm curious as to your take on just the comment he made about income equality, right? The interviewer was saying, hey, like, you're the richest man in the world and people are giving you shit for it. Like, what's your response? Right. And he was like, oh, well, the government, like, by people saying that that I should be taxed, you know, the government and all of these progressives are just saying that they want the government to control the assets. And why should we... You know, to assume that the government is is any better at doing this than I am, right? to uh, of you know, being in charge of my money than me, the person who made it. And right. like, I do think actually that, like, based on all of our qualms with the current political system and like the defense budget that you know, this huge defense bill just got passed, and blah, blah, blah. I do think that that's like a somewhat valid point.
0: I think the reason that it's not valid is because he, as a private citizen, has no financial obligation to do anything that benefits the public for that money with that money you know right like, but
1: like that's supposed to be the job of the government but like i i do think that the government doesn't do a great job of that either and we would like it to but we also all think that the political system is fucked
0: i don't think it's an either or right we our government fucking sucks at a lot of things especially about like utilizing money in an efficient manner right mm-hmm. um at the same time, that doesn't mean that like people that are utilizing tax loopholes to to, to decrease the amount of taxes that they pay to the government, whilst the government is run off of the middle and lower class, that, like their taxes, that doesn't make that okay. He likes. I think when he says those things, I don't know if he's intentionally doing it, but it seems more like a diversion tactic to me. Because I think that like. You know, we can talk about whether or not billionaires should be taxed more than they are right now, but I think a lot of that outrage is coming from the fact that these billionaires are not paying shit for taxes. You know, like they're paying, they're utilizing tax loopholes to not to pay less in taxes than some middle class families do. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue, right? Like I and I think that Elon, I mean, he's a smart guy, so he probably knows that he's diverting when he says that shit. Mm-hmm. you can talk i mean he's like kind of a libertarian which is fine the government is bad at doing their job but i think that from an equity standpoint at a minimum i agree with the sentiment that people that make more should be taxed at higher rates and when yeah. bezos and, and musk don't pay shit i think that's slapping in the face of the american people
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i think i i I dislike when he i I've heard him say that shit before, and it I feel like it's it's just kind of like a red herring. Like I think it's a fallacy, you know. Mm-hmm. And he kind of draws some comparisons to like, or he like says that we should he would get if people were really mad about consumption, like spending their money, people spending hordes of money really, really frivolously. Mm-hmm. And to me, that also feels like a, diver, a diversion, you know. Like I'm I I don't I. Dislike massive consumption, but I also dislike wealth hoarding and tax evasion. I think those Mm -hmm. are equal, if not larger problems than frivolous consumption.
1: The reason why it doesn't seem like a diversion to me is that I do think that it is the case that if he gets taxed more, that money, more likely than not, is just going to go to the DOD.
0: Some of it will go to the DOD, like 78% of it will.
1: Right, but we know we don't fund welfare programs. Like, we just don't.
0: I mean, we do. Not not a lot, but we do. Sure. Because yeah. the government provides them, you know. Like mm-hmm. I think that like sure, like seventy-eight percent or however much of the fucking you know, government spending goes get, towards the Yeah. Seventy eight percent of that money will go to that, but then we're talking fucking billions right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you know, the remaining even if like one percent of that money goes to something that is worthwhile, some program, that's still money that wasn't there before. And it's money yeah, that fair. I, and I think it's money that it's, is owed, quite frankly, mm-hmm. you know, like.
1: Especially because he gets so much, like, you know, of the carbon offsets, like, you know, has made yeah. lots of money from the fact that, you know, the government put in a subsidy for electric vehicles that basically went all to Tesla.
0: <laughs> yes, you know, like, I think, yeah. that, and that's why I think that Elon is kind of like, that's where I feel like he is literally being deceitful. You know, because mm-hmm. he knows that he, as a billionaire, is privy to tax vehicles and tax evasion and and, and, or, and tax loopholes that the average person cannot even come close to. Yeah, you know? that's fair. Like, so what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, don't talk about the way that you handle taxes like as if it's the, as if it's the same way that I handle my taxes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's where I think that I think Elon is dead wrong there. I don't I don't I really don't agree with him in like almost anything that he says about what he should be doing with his taxes Mm
1: -hmm. what's the next thing
0: um finance i don't know i don't really i I can't really talk about markets that much because i'm not really that smart
1: (laughs) well i Um, i think the i think the thing that you just said is very like in my opinion like the the whole headline of what's been going on in the markets like these last couple years is a bunch of people on the internet getting together scratching their heads and being like wait a second. Like, this is all fake. Yeah. You don't need to be smart to understand this. You just need to tweet something and then the markets go up and you make a bunch of money. Yeah. Right? And I So like the point is that you don't have to be smart. It's not a fucking complicated thing.
0: Yeah. Right? I I you're right. I will say I said this back when GameStock was going off, and I'll say it now. I like that something happened that made hedge funders, hedge fund owners sweat. You know, I like that. Oh, yeah. like, and I think and I appreciate that like Elon regularly shows how bullshit the markets are and how they are completely arbitrary. I don't think, you know, credit or credit or whatever. You know, I don't think that really applies here because I think he even said like uh, it's all random and I feel like what I do is no more or less random than arbitrary moves in the market anyway. So whatever,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: you know, is there maybe like a. <laughs> <laughs> a different conversation to be had about like like how could someone that real like elon must know that he has power to move markets how could someone that can do that even subconsciously not use it to move markets in their favor but whatever
1: well it seemingly he has tanked his own stock a number of times he has
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i think that that's kind of his point he's like i can't even predict if I, whether or not what i'm going to say is going to help tesla or not
2: yeah <laughs> yeah
1: How are you feeling about 2022?
0: You know, I think that uh, like, you know, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. So like, I think that I feel like we went into 2021 thinking that it was going to be better just because how could anything be worse in 2020? Mm-hmm. And I think that it was better um, with like vaccines and whatnot, but it's still bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, do
1: you think it's going to be bad forever though? I feel like I have so many friends who feel that way.
0: I don't think it's going to be bad forever. I'm not that, you know, I'm not that much of a a doom doomist, doom scroller, whatever. Yeah. I think that generally things do get better. Um I don't I admit that this is a little disheartening because it seems like we're at this huge impasse with this, you know, with the people that won't get vaccinated and the people that are vaccinated like yeah you know what's the what's the ending here like if if a huge part of this population is going to stay unvaccinated then this thing's going to keep circulating and it's going to keep varianting and it's going to keep being dangerous to us mm-hmm. so i will admit that it, that is disheartening and worrisome and i don't think i don't foresee that as a problem that's going to go away in
2: 2022
0: mm-hmm. um and maybe I don't. Know, maybe this is the new norm. You know, maybe we're just like living the rest of our lives like contending with like outbreaks and lulls and of the COVID of the COVID pandemic. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I mean, <laughs>
1: happy New Year.
0: <laughs> happy fucking New Year. But yeah. I will say that on a selfish standpoint, I've had a great year and I've been doing lit things and, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I went all over the country and saw a bunch of cool shit. So, um. Mm-hmm. You know and i think i did so in a way that wasn't that wasn't very irresponsible so i what i'm getting at is i think there are ways to live your live a somewhat full and happy life whilst the pandemic is raging on if you take the appropriate steps but people aren't taking the appropriate steps so i don't fucking know yeah what are you how are you, how are you feeling about 2022
1: i'm feeling yeah i'm feeling good i don't i don't i don't feel like i should try to temper my expectations preemptively in order to not get like you know slammed in the face right <laughs> you know yeah i feel like if you start off pessimistic then like what do you have you know
0: <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like, i nothing <laughs> yeah i i think i straddle i have I, i'm good at holding both i think mm-hmm. like knowing that like shit's gonna be weird and always be weird and things are gonna really piss me off but
2: mm-hmm.
0: like you know I generally have a good time living even when things are kind of shitty outside yeah so I'm gonna keep doing my best I guess yeah Um. yeah I mean it's been a wild year and uh, <laughs> a fucking year ago we were making the same pod and you know things were still bad so Yeah. that's all I got I don't know <laughs> <laughs> well look it's been a great year for those, of, those of you that have been rocking with us thank you so much for rocking with us throughout the year um, the numbers were better more people were listening to us and um, I've been really happy seeing like I don't know we, I feel like we, I've been personally getting more like in real life engagement about things that I talk about on the podcast um, a fight or two about what I said about the, on the podcast <laughs> Um And like, you know, more like virtual Instagram engagement and things like that. So I've, I've, and I'm still love doing this still. And I'm, you know, heartened by the, I guess, like even minute increases in engagement that we've gotten over the years. So thank you to everyone that is, you know, that is there and listening to us. As always, you can find us at I'm the villain pod. That's our Twitter, that's our Gmail, that's our Instagram. Hit us up. If you like want to be on the show, if you want us to talk about anything, if you have any opinions. Otherwise,
2: bye.